Welcome to Your Financial Planet Podcast with David Valliere and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey to help you synergize your finances. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Your Financial Planet. As always, I'm your host, David Valliere, and today we have with us Dr. Jeff Allen. Jeff, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, David. So I know we've chatted a little bit offline, but there's a lot of mystery around the topic of Social Security. I wanted to throw that on the table for discussion today and, and maybe talk to you a little bit about you know, how, you, how you integrate Social Security as a part of your, your planning process. So maybe we'll just start there. Like, Talk to me about the planning process from your, from your perspective and then maybe how you, you see Social Security fitting in there. Okay, so, well, Social Security is greatly misunderstood and certainly underappreciated by many individuals in America. Social Security, uh, been around since the 1930s, was uh, meant to cover about 40% of people's income. Many people forget that. It's under, it's, they know it's for its retirement benefits, but the program also provides survivor benefits as well as income for workers who become disabled. Similar to other insurance plans, Social Security is something that individuals pay into during their working years. This is typically done through payroll withholding. But if a worker is self-employed, like many of our clients, uh, Social Security taxes are paid when filing federal tax returns. And having a solid understanding of Social Security is vital to supporting a successful wealth strategy. Having a clear picture of when to start collecting and how much you'll be receiving from Social Security can help you maximize your benefits in retirement. We've seen cases where planning along these lines has made a difference of two or $300,000 lifetime for our clients. So it's an important issue for clients to consider. Okay, so it's, just, it's, it's often very misunderstood. So talk to us about how this works. I know you, you just gave us kind of an overview but dig in a little bit deeper. How does this work for a client? We, money is withheld. When do they get it back? Talk to me about how that works. Well, as mentioned above, Social Security is a type of insurance provided by the government for retirement benefits, as well as survivor and disability benefits. Now, for someone to qualify for benefits, they must be at least 62 years old, and they must have paid into the system for at least 10 years through working. And workers can earn up to four credits per year. A credit is earned for every $1,510 earned during that year as of 2022. The money workers pay into Social Security goes into two funds, the Old Age and Survivors Insurance Trust Fund, which is for retired individuals, which is where most, most of us are familiar with, and then the Disability Insurance Trust Fund, which is for disability beneficiaries. The money paid into these funds is used to pay individuals who are currently collecting benefits. Unused money stays in the funds to be used in the future. Now, these funds are managed by a board of trustees that consists of secretaries of the Departments of Labor, Treasury, Health and Human Service, and the Commissioner of Social Security. The president also appoints two additional members to the board of trustees for a total of six members, who are public representatives confirmed by the Senate. Okay, so we have we have monies being withheld for a period of time, and we'll talk on some of that a little bit later in the discussion, but 
then it, it is categorized into two categories. You, you mentioned the old age and survivors insurance trust, as well as disability insurance. Walk us through some of the benefits. So somebody has put money in. What are some of the benefits that come with Social Security? Okay, so the first is retirement benefits. If you've paid into the Social Security system for at least 10 years, you'll be able to start collecting retirement benefits at age 62. The amount you'll receive is calculated based on your average index monthly earnings during your 35 highest earning years. This is called the primary insurance amount. In simple terms, the more years you worked at a higher income, the greater your Social Security benefit will be. You'll also have the choice to wait longer to start collecting Social Security benefits, which typically typically results in higher monthly benefits. The decision to wait is wise, but is not an option for many individuals if income is needed to pay for healthcare challenges or they simply don't have enough retirement income. This is where talking to your financial advisor can help a great deal. Note that delaying collecting benefits until age 70, that's the maximizing year because after age 70, your Social Security benefits will not increase anymore. In addition to individual workers' ability to collect retirement benefits from Social Security, spouses are also eligible to claim benefits based on their own earnings record or their spouses. This is a very, very complex subject and often misunderstood by our clients. Divorced spouses who are unmarried can also collect benefits based on their ex-spouse's earning if they were married for at least a decade. And most importantly, in that situation, the uh, a primary spouse does not have to be collecting benefits yet, as is the case now with married couples. Lastly, children of retired workers can collect benefits until they turn 18. In some cases, this can be extended if the child has a disability or is still a student. There is, however, a cutoff age of 16 if a worker is caring for a child that is not their own. And then finally, we have des- disability benefits. So let's hey, look. Can I just jump in there, Jeff, real quick? Because I, I do want to, I want, I know I'm cutting you off on disability, but I want to just touch on something you said in retirement, just so listeners can understand it better. So with retirement benefits, they can start at 62, but you can wait to take them until you're 70. Yes. Just- and that's, you know, that's a, a subject that we review frequently with clients because until about five uh, to seven years ago, when finance, the financial planning industry really put a huge emphasis on this, 60% of uh, benefit recipients were taking benefits by age 63. Well, the problem with that is if you do not wait till full retirement age, which for most people now is 67, you're taking a reduction of six and one quarter percent each year prior to age 67. And bonus years from age 67 to 70, you're getting an additional 8% greater benefit each year. So this is one of the few investments that we can offer our clients that has a guaranteed return of 8%. And so we ask our clients to uh, consider waiting until age 70 unless they simply cannot afford to because of needs for um, not enough income or health needs. Now, for instance, the maximum benefit that a client can receive at age 62 is $2,364 a month. 
If that same client who's earned the maximum each year waits until age 70, they'll get $4,194 per month. That's a 77% increase in the benefit. The important thing to keep in mind is this benefit of the primary spouse also determines something we'll talk about later, the survivor benefits. So we are often encouraging our clients to wait until age 70 so that their own benefit is as much as 77% greater and that survivor benefit for their spouse, should they pass away early, is that much higher. So it's a very complex subject, but it's one that our planners and our social security software are very adept at handling. Great. Thanks for taking a a couple extra seconds on that. So we've got retirement benefits. You just started to touch on disability benefits. Talk to me about that. Well, so disability benefits, if someone is unable to work due to a physical or mental disability, that is expected to last a year or more, or it can result in death. They can be eligible for disability, disability benefits through Social Security. Now, federal law is very strict when it comes to what they consider disability. It's much stricter than traditional disability insurance. And while some programs will give money to people with partial disability or short-term disability, with disability insurance, Social Security does not. You must be incapable of doing any work. And the way the government determines who is eligible for disability benefits through Social Security includes many questions and considerations, including documentation that addresses whether the applicant is currently working, how severe their condition is, if their condition is found on the list of disabling medical conditions set by the government, if there is another type of work they could do despite their medical diagnosis and more. Now, family members of workers with a disability may also be eligible for benefits. And as of 2022, the monthly earnings limit for disability benefits under Social Security is $2,260. Okay. Now there's an additional benefit. I know you mentioned that we were gonna talk about this, but survivor benefits. Talk to me about survivor benefits. Well, survivor benefits, this would apply to the spouse or child or children of a worker who has passed away. The benefits would be based on the worker's earnings record while they were alive. This benefit includes surviving unmarried spouses who are 60 or older or 50 or older if they have a disability. Children who are eligible for survivor benefits under Social Security must be under 18 or have a disability. However, in certain circumstances, a grandchild, stepchild, stepgrandchild, or adopted child can also qualify for survivor benefits. It's important to realize, and we do this in our planning with our clients, a husband and wife are both getting benefits, and the uh, when either one of them dies, one of those benefits is going to go away. The surviving spouse will receive the greatest of the two benefits known as the survivor benefits. So there's certainly a possibility of a bump up in the benefits to the greater of the benefits that was being received by one of the individuals. But we must keep in mind one of those Social Security incomes is going to go away. And so we always plan for that in our clients' plans. Okay, so a lot to unpack there. And rather than doing a deeper dive on that, I thank you for that high level overview. I want to kind of transition just a little bit. I, I often get into conversations where people are saying the strength of the program is not there. Talk to me about the sustainability of the program. 
Well, that is, you're right. All of our clients, many of our younger clients say, well, in my plan, don't include any Social Security because I know it's not going to be there. Well, there's been much discussion and concern around the future of Social Security. And in fact, the year 2033 is now often cited as the year the Social Security Trust Fund will be depleted with a projected reduction in benefits to 76% of current levels unless Congress reforms the entire Social Security program. Because at that time, the program will be running on just current tax revenues. The revenues that come in each year are enough to account for about 76% of the benefit. The rest of that benefit has been being paid by the Social Security Trust Fund that is expected to be depleted by the year 2033. Now, there are this is mainly due to an aging U.S. population. There are now fewer active workers will be supporting the extremely high number of individuals in retirement. Uh, at one time, it was six workers for every individual in retirement. Now it's down to about two workers paying for every individual in retirement. And the uh, COVID-19 pandemic had a large impact on this, too, as many workers saw reduced employment and earnings at the height of the pandemic. On the other hand, as a physician, I'm waiting to see the uh, impact of the loss of nearly 750,000 senior Americans of the one million people that have died as to how that impacts the uh, the um, spending outlays that Social Security is uh, undergoing because they're now that many fewer beneficiaries. So it's a complicated subject, but Congress has several different options as to uh, as to way they can address this. There are many strategies that have been discussed. They can increase social security gaps on all workers. We didn't talk about the fact that currently wages only up to $147,000 a year are taxed for social security benefits. That tax rate is 6.2% for the employer and 6.2% for the individual, so that's a total of 12.4%, but that stops at 147,000. So many people are saying, well, we should tax income beyond that that point. Other options are that uh, low, lower social security benefits across the board, increase the age requirements for retirees to begin collecting retirement benefits through social security. This has been done twice in the past. People that were born before 1943 got Social Security at age 65. Then there was a gradual stepwise reduction to 66. And now we're just finishing up another stepwise reduction to age 67. So if you do those far enough in advance, they, they can be tolerated by the population because they can be planned for accordingly. And so there's a lot of work for Congress to do yet on that issue. But as uh, as Tip O'Neill, a formerly famous politician, used to say, Social Security is known as the third rail, touch it and you die. And so uh, many people say the Congress will, in fact, find a way to make Social Security solvent because it's such an important program for uh, all of the senior population of this country. And it's one that people have paid into their entire life. So they're counting on it being there. Yeah, a lot of, lot of moving parts there. It's really interesting. Do me a favor, Jeff, just tie a bow on this. How do you see, and I kind of started the, the episode with this question, but how do you see Social Security fitting into a holistic wealth plans for clients? Well, that's a good question because you may be wondering how this all fits into, the, into a plan for our clients, especially if they have a diverse portfolio made up of investments, retirement accounts, 
and other assets that can provide a substantial retirement. Even that is the case, Social Security is still a foundational program that clients have paid into their entire life and could still see a worthwhile monthly payout from. As we mentioned, the maximum income now for a high earner is uh, in the range of almost $4,200 a month, which is uh, $50,000 a year. This is the equivalent of a uh, $1.25 million annuity paying out at 4%. So it is a substantial program. And the most important thing about Social Security is that it has inflation adjustments built into the program. Many of our uh, retirement assets may not have that. So this in December of this past year, there was a 5.9% inflation adjustment. So all of our clients receiving Social Security received that increase. So it is an important uh, tool, and it's one we include in the planning. Now, we have tools available to us online to help calculate uh, average monthly benefits from Social Security. And so we will frequently... We encourage all clients to do that, to figure out what's the best sequence of spouse and primary uh, earner taking their benefits and how to get the maximum benefit out of the program. And so we think it's it's best to work with a financial advisor who has the finger on the pulse of the industry and has access to sophisticated software that can help us maximize the benefits for all of our clients. So at Synergy Capital Solutions, our advanced our advisors can use this advanced planning software to help you determine the best claiming strategy to maximize your lifetime benefits from Social Security. Thanks. And, and just on a personal note, I, I have been in a number of conversations with you, Jeff, as you're helping clients figure out when is the right time to how to navigate this this complex system and when is the right time to start those benefits. So I can tell uh, listeners firsthand that it, it is well worth the time to to have a conversation with you. For listeners, thank you as always for listening. If, if you have questions for Jeff or myself or anyone on the team, we want to help. Uh, you can reach out directly at hello, H-E-L-L-O, at SynergyCapitalSolutions.com. Or if you'd like uh, direct access to the podcast, of course, we're in syndication at this point. You can reach us at, at any podcasting service, but you can also reach out to us on our web and find your financial planet there at SynergyCapitalSolutions.com. We're always looking to grow our listenership, so please uh, subscribe and share. And uh, Jeff, thanks again for your time today. I look forward to connecting with everyone again soon. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Synergy Capital Solutions is a financial planning and investment management firm registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. 
Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Synergy Capital Solutions and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisors before establishing a retirement plan.